Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. Just another day in paradise for you and me, as Phil Collins would say. But I uh, hope everybody's doing well. And uh, tell you what, I have been struggling uh, with my sleep this week. I uh, don't know what's going on. It's a tired year today. It's all I could do to study for last night's uh, message. And I uh, then uh, normally I sleep like a, a log, but uh, this morning I was went to my watch at like two o'clock, and I was fighting trying to get back to sleep, and it just uh, been been tough for whatever reason. Don't know why. And it's like the older I get, if I lose any amount of sleep at all, I it, I am killed. So I think it's par for the course of becoming an old man. But uh, appreciate uh, Brandy and Rusty and Darlene tuning in, and uh, good morning, Miss Barker. And uh, all those who are watching as well, I see there's more than that watching, but that's just the names that I see popping up there. So, appreciate y'all tuning in so we can get our day starting off in the right direction. All right, my friends, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. Let me get this up here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Good morning, Tracy Little. So I praise the Lord, as I do every morning, that we get to live in the greatest country in this world. Of course, you'll never hear a liberal say that. That is, how dare you say we're the greatest country. We are the greatest country. We've been the innovators. We've been the leaders. We've been the, the country that's took care of other countries. I mean, we are... The land of the free and the home of the brave. And it's, I don't understand why liberals feel the need to uh, uh, backpedal and feel the need to apologize. You had Obama bowing. I mean, just, you know, of course, he was a spineless, weak-kneed little weenie anyway. But uh, and now you've got uh, Biden. He, I'll tell you what, liberals lying to them is like breathing. I have never seen nothing like in my life how they will lie. They'll look at you and lie like God. It's just unbelievable. Uh, you know, here they were screaming to fund the police, and then Biden's confronted on it. Oh, I never said that. <laughs> they got him on tape. Talking about how he was going to uh, deregulate a lot of things with the police department stuff. It just amazes me. And crime's at all-time high. Police officers retiring, and who can blame them, you know? And, uh, you know, all we can do at this point is pray for this country and uh, do our best as Christians. But... Uh, Tell you what, it's hard not to be mad. It's hard not to get me upset with how things being ran and, and done. And uh, every time I turn on the news, I get more and more angry. I'm so sick of this stupid vaccine and COVID mess. Every time I turn around, there's something with it. And uh, uh, California putting reinstating mask mandates. And uh, I was watching an interview with Henry Winkler of the Fawns. And uh, uh, he was on uh, one of those late night talk shows. It's one of the turkeys I can't stand. I really don't like any of them. But uh, they were doing a video uh, interview with him. And here Henry, Henry Winkler has got a pillow, all right, a pillow with Fauci's face on it. Fauci is a hack, all right. I mean, I mean he's been proven that he's, he's in uh, collusion with uh, uh, those who uh, NIH had uh, funded uh, the Wuhan lab uh, and uh, uh, Winkler's on there talking about uh, everybody needs to get vaccinated. You know, listen, I've told you all this before and I've told, I've told you again, I don't give a rip if you get vaccinated or not. That's on you, man. I don't care what you do. I did it because my health, you know, I, I had to. Uh, 
Uh, well, I didn't have to, but I was highly encouraged by my father because of my lack of immunity. But I'm telling you what, man, I won't, they can reinstate all the mask mandates they want. If somebody tries to tell me to put another mask on, I'm going to tell them where they can, well, I'll have to see a proctologist to get it removed because I'm done with the mask stuff, you know. And like I told you the other day, I went to the nursing home. It was, that's like going through the uh, Nazi Germany trying to present papers to get in there. And um, I'm telling you guys, it's all this is a power grab. It's just uh, the government uh, trying to, I mean, it's all, that's all these liberals are about is power. They don't care about you. What do you think they're letting all these, you know, here they're talking that the, the COVID is skyrocketing. Here they're, here they're trying to say that everybody has to be vaccinated, but yet they're letting these, all these illegals come across the border and the COVID is, is skyrocketing. But see, what they see is votes. That's all, that's all they see. So they don't care about us. They don't care about the, the virus. What they want is to stay in power. That's why they want to pack the courts. So anyway, my political rant for the day, take it for what you will. All right, so let's look at Ephesians 1, 7 through 8. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. All right. As me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, when we look at this passage this morning in Ephesians 1, 7 through 8, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, their uh, greatest need, if you will, uh, is maybe what may, may be what they're going through at a particular place in time. Maybe they, um, uh, your need is, um, I don't know, maybe you're single and you're looking for a good mate. Maybe you're looking for harmony in your marriage. Maybe you're child has become snared in drug abuse or you know whatever it may be you may think that is your greatest need and it's not to say or minimize that need and that concern at all uh you know we we have things that we all are fighting and dealing with that we give to the lord and pray that he will deliver us from whatever situation we're in and find ourselves but uh, our greatest need right now get this now our greatest need whether we recognize it or not is for God to forgive us of our sins before we die. That is our greatest need. You know, I, I've talked about this uh, a lot, and because we find uh, uh, that we are in a position in our lives where we want to justify our sins. You know, we want to minimize and think, well, it's no big deal. Uh, at least I'm not a terrorist. At least I'm not killing anybody. At least I'm not doing nothing wrong. Uh, you know, and so you want to justify your sins. Remember, sin is abhorrent in God's eyes. God hates it. He despises it. He loathes it. And we should have that every bit of that same feeling. You know, we want to place our sins on a scale. And we say, well, murder obviously is the, is the biggest. And, you know, a little white lie down here at the bottom and, and everything else in between. Sin is sin in God's eyes. You know, they're, they're, God doesn't have a, a measuring scale. Say, well, let's see here on the rector scale. Uh, Darlene and uh, uh, Brandy has uh, has on a level five out of out of ten or twenty. You know, it's not how it's not how God works. Uh, sin is sin, and God hates it. And you know, the bad thing of it is, you know, of course, a lot of people want to minimize their guilt. Of course, you see the bumper stickers out there, screw guilt. Uh, you know, kind of situations. They they don't want to think about uh, that conviction of sins. They don't want to deal with the guilt of the things that they've done in their past. 
And so they try to dismiss it. And I'll be honest with you, this morning's why a lot of people self-medicate with drugs and alcohol because they're eat up with guilt or eat up with things of their past, things that may have happened to them, whatever it may be. Or, and uh, so they try to self-medicate to numb uh, their minds so they don't have to think about those things. What they don't realize is is that it exacerbates the right word, yeah, uh, the um, depression. Yeah, that's what alcohol does. It actually feeds into depression uh, and makes it worse. But the thing of it is, see, you know, that's why I go back before, and I've said this, I said this last night, and I'll probably say it, may say it every day, I don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, who believe, or under the erroneous belief, in fact, you can, uh, there's a lot of, um, yeah, what was it, there's an interview some people did, I can't remember if it was Barna, I want to say Barna Group, uh, that talked to young people and uh, asked them what, they needed to do to get into heaven. And the overwhelming majority was, well, you just gotta be a good person, you know, don't lie or cheat or steal and and uh, do good things and, uh, you know, cause God would never turn a good person away from heaven. But, you know, here's the thing, all right? You have a choice. You know, if you wanna say, well, God wouldn't do that. No, you do it to yourself. You have a decision to make. Either you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, or you don't. I mean, it is your choice. You keep paying that on God. You know, that is your choice, and you yet it falls on your shoulders. Every man, woman, and child will have had to hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ before they go to heaven. Now, of course, there's the uh, theological argument of the, the, the age of accountability that varies. Uh, most people, I think, are in agreement between the ages 8 and 10. Some kids are a little more mature. Maybe they, they get a better grasp of that a little younger. Uh, but before that age of accountability, uh, I do believe that child will go to heaven. And so likewise, to someone with uh, uh, that may have a um, uh, maybe special needs, you know, if they can't uh, comprehend what it meant for Jesus Christ done, then I think that uh, God will make those allowances. However, outside of those situation circumstances, now I got friend of mine, he'll argue with me up, down, because we're, you know, and I understand his argument, because we're born in sin, and, and uh, but, you know, God's word's clear about uh, the age of accountability, but he'll argue with me like you wouldn't believe. But nevertheless, uh, you've got to pray to see Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and it's so sad, you know, statistically, three-fourths of a congregation, when you're looking at it in a congregation of a church, three-fourths are not saved. That is not a good statistic. People think that if they are good, God's going to live to heaven. In fact, I tell you what, I don't like the Pope. I'll be honest with you. I think the man is evil. He has done, he has supports everything that is contrary to the word of God in regards to homosexuality, in regards to salvation. I literally heard him tell a kid, said, well, my dad died and don't know if he knew uh, God. And uh, the Pope said, well, he was a good man. They said, yes, well, he's in heaven. Well, no, man, you, you no, that is wrong. Now, I understand now uh, you wouldn't want to, crush a little kid's uh, heart uh, or any family member, no matter the age, if somebody says they didn't know if that person was saved, what I tell them is you may not know what happened or transpired moments before they died, so they still have that hope, which is true, and, and, and that is not a false statement because we don't know what happened in the last minute of someone's life, and they could have made that profession of faith before it was too late, but that was sending out a false narrative. To, to make people think, oh, well, as long as I'm a good person, I'm getting into heaven. A lot of people have that erroneous thought. People, you cannot be good enough to get into heaven. I don't know how to, to, to get through the hard heads out there, but then again, the God of this world is blinded them. That's what the devil wants 
you to think and to believe that you can be good enough and therefore you don't have to make that profession of faith. Hell will be filled with people who are good people and uh, never made a profession of faith. That's, that's not good. And that's sad and that's tragic and it should haunt us as Christians that we've got to get through to people. They've got to make that profession of faith. And that's what we're reading here about redemption. What does that mean to be redeemed? You know, it goes back to a term in regards to slavery, to be bought back, to be bought out. See, we are, we are slaves to our sins and trespasses. We are slaves to uh, the things of this world. But God, what he did when he, sent his, when he sent Jesus Christ to save us, to show us the way, he paid that sin debt. He bought us out of that slavery, that sin of slavery. And, uh, and we are freed people. Now we are slaves to Jesus Christ, but that's not the same kind of bondage and slavery as we see in sin. We are free. Uh, we're no longer, no longer under the yoke of bondage. So praise God for that, that we are free, that Jesus Christ has set us free. And it's sad sometimes that people, you know, even though they've been set free, choose to go back into the jail cell or choose to waller back in the mud with pigs. And sometimes that happens. You know, that's one thing I always liked what my dad has said. You know, when somebody says that they have backslid, he said, you had to be somewhere before you could backslide. We may lose our way in times of our lives, but one thing's for sure, God never gives up on us, and God is always there. And, uh, you know, it breaks my heart when I invite somebody to church, and they say, well, they look me in the eye and say, well, you don't know what I've done. I may not know what you've done, but it doesn't matter. That's a, uh, that church is filled of sinners. You know, I get um, a little aggravated when somebody says, oh, I don't go to churches full of hypocrites, you know. Well, I like it. What I've seen on Facebook a few times is that uh, to say the church is full of hypocrites and say I'm not going to the gym because of the fat people. You know, I, uh, you know, the people are there for a reason. It's a hospital for the sin sick. That's where we have to be. Everybody's a hypocrite on some level. I don't care how high and mighty and pious you try to make yourself to, try to make yourself try to think of yourself. Is <laughs> uh, but everybody's a hypocrite on a level. But that's why we're there, so we can face those things, look ourselves in the mirror and say, and look at the changes that need to be made so that we can correct those and put ourselves on the right path and keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are redeemed. We are sanctified. We are glorified. And we need to start living a life conducive to that and understanding that and keeping our eyes fully and focused on Jesus Christ and not get bogged down with the things of the world. But if you are under the delusion that you do not need forgiveness of sins. If you're under the delusion that uh, you don't need Jesus Christ, and if you're under the delusion that only goodness is going to get you into heaven, that delusion will send you to hell. You know, I think you know, there, there's, there are pastors, I said, you know, is, is that uh, are go to one extreme of preaching nothing but hellfire and damnation, and then you've got other pastors go to the extreme of never mentioning at all because they don't want to offend or upset anybody. And remember, Jesus talked about hell more than anybody else. We need to understand the realities of hell. And there's people out there who don't believe in hell and don't believe in the heaven. And I have pity upon them because what I, you know, what do you think is going to happen when you die? You're just going to be worm food? What is the point of existing? What is the point of living? What's the point of doing anything on this earth? If, that's, if this is all there is, what hope do you have? I just can't imagine that this is it. I mean, this life stinks. All right? I mean, and so... Uh, without Jesus Christ, without that hope, how do you get through day to day? I mean, I depend upon God. I pray constantly, and I'm constantly in a battle. I'm constantly fighting. And without God there to encourage me and help me, I'm just telling you right now, I would be in a suicidal state without Jesus Christ. So, you know, we've got to get through to people that the hell is real. Heaven is real, and you have a choice. 
So don't bank upon your benevolence. Don't bank upon your good deeds. Don't bank upon the fact you enter into a church every now and then. And sometimes you don't see people except on Easter and Christmas. The only time you see people at church. And um, we need to make sure that we're putting our priorities in the right place. And, you know, all we can do is take each day as it comes and putting Jesus Christ first. Understanding that our salvation is secure. Understanding what Jesus Christ done on the cross for us. He took our place, a substitutionary atonement, to pay that sin debt. You know, I, I love what my dad has said many times, that uh, Christ paid a debt we uh, could not, uh, uh, sorry, Christ paid a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. And, uh, you know, we need to understand that. We need to realize that, uh, that what Christ has done upon that cross for us. We deserve the beating. We deserve to be nailed to that cross. We deserve that. I know I do. I don't know how you think about yourself, but I know I'm a wretch. I know I'm the lowest form of pond scum out there. I know that. Ain't nobody got to tell me that I'm a low life. I know. But praise God that I'm a king's kid. I'm a child of God. And so I'm no longer a piece of trash to be discarded. Uh, I am of great value, and so are you. You are of great value. Don't walk around defeated. Don't walk around with your head hung down and think that uh, you are worthless. You are of great value, my friends, because you are a king's kid. And when you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you are adopted, and you are joint heirs to the throne of Jesus Christ. So, man, you realize where your victory is at. Realize who you are in Christ Jesus and hold that head high. Realize you are victorious, that you've been bought out of uh, the, the slavery. And Lord, and then just every day serve Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and being. If you can do that, my friend, you're doing well. But don't get discouraged. Don't get down. Look up and just keep your eyes on the Lord. And uh, and try to express that to those around you. Because there's a lot of misled people out there. So we need to give that over to pray for them and try our best to lead them to the Lord. Let us pray. Then, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, please be with my fellow brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. Help them, guide them, strengthen them, encourage them. And Lord, to help them not to get down with the things of this world, that these present sufferings are only temporary. Help us, Lord Jesus, to keep our eyes on the prize, to hold our heads high, to understand where the victory is at, and it is ours. Lord, strengthen us and encourage us. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, if anyone has prayed that, let them know that they are now uh, guaranteed entrance into heaven. And that only through Jesus Christ alone can they enter and not through good deeds. And Lord, I don't want to lift up our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson. I pray that you'll be with Wendy Lee, Kim Pendix, and Ginger, Ginger Hood. Lord, I do pray for all those who are watching this morning and that you will lead God and watch over them. You know their needs, their thoughts, and concerns, and your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us this day, and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always a pleasure to get to do these devotions and get ourselves started off in the right direction. Appreciate, uh, Rusty, you commenting and uh, your kind words and uh, uh, good morning to Terry Hutchison and Amy Harden I get, it didn't get to say good morning to you folks when you signed in and Mike Hensley appreciate you guys watching so hope everybody has a great day today a fantabulous day and remember live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be thanks for watching and God bless